0: Get up. What? I think you should spend the
1: night at your place tonight. Why? Because I'd really like to catch up on my sleep. and I really don't want to worry about having sex with you in the morning and then just lying there and being late. You don't like having sex with me? No, I do. I love it. But just once I would like to do it at night, like other normal
0: Homo sapiens. Hey, relax. We can have sex now. We can't have sex now. I had a window, and it happened half an hour ago.
2: You had a window for sex.
0: I'm sorry. I'm a
1: lawyer. I get tired. All right, let's do it.
3: All right, here we are. Hello, hello.
1: Welcome (laughs) back to the Mirandas. We missed you last week. I was home in Michigan, and so we took a little week off, but I'm so happy to be back.
3: And I was just home and busy and... Yeah, you know, like, we have lives, people. (laughs) Okay, sorry, what an aggressive way to start.
1: Um, Anyway,
3: (laughs) this week we have another special guest who is another special friend on the Sode, our friend Jill, another friend who we went to college with, um, our last friend I went to high school with, and, uh, you know, we had Sarah's mom. We've had, like, quite a bit of people. It's been really fun, and... We're really open to having strangers also come on. Um, So, so, hi, Jill. Hi, Jill. Hi. Thank (laughs) you for having
2: me on.
1: I'm honored. Jill is truly the, um, for anyone listening who knows Jill can attest this, and if you don't know Jill, Jill is like the nicest person in the world. And, no, you truly (laughs) are. You just have like a very, just like a good person. And I feel like everyone we've had on is like that, all people who I really All women, well, except Jordan, but I didn't really know him. All women who I really just like. And so it's nice to have, I don't know, guests on who we just are. Just good, good ladies. Let's have someone we
3: hate on the (laughs) pod. Yeah. Switch it up. (laughs) Spice it up. (laughs) Spice up your life.
1: Get a little Joe Rogan, Alex Jones (laughs) guy. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> honestly anti-vaxxers or something let's
3: roast the fuck out of them it's too funny that you said that because the other day i was like in therapy and like apropos of nothing i was just like joe rogan needs to be stopped <laughs> 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 it's just like so broy. I i can't he's like the bro priest yes
1: to- we, um, Dakota and I were driving home to Michigan last week and he was driving first and we got into this like terrible fight, like within like oh, 30 no. seconds of being in the car and like getting out of the city. Oh, no. Like, you know, getting out of the city is terrible. It's we always the most we... stressful
2: part oh. of the drive.
1: It's worse. And we always get into a fight within like the first five minutes of driving because I'm an anxious Side seat driver and <laughs> whatever, and then we're both like silent. We we were so upset, and he puts on fucking Joe Rogan. <laughs> And like, and then what broke, it was like silent for 30 minutes. And then he was just like, I'm, I'm turning this off. This is just terrible. <laughs> and, he, and like, that's how we were able to reconnect. So Joe Rogan does bring people together. But Joe Rogan is interesting. Like, you know, let, we don't have let's, to, we could, let's just, let's not go down that path. Let's today, just but.
3: fucking power through this right now and move on. <laughs> Wait, but I um, think
1: this is mm-hmm. a good lead in though. Yeah, it's I think lead-in it is. It's a good lead in because. You know, if you have a partner who likes Joe Rogan, do you change that? And that's what this episode is all about with Sex and the City. Oh, my God. Totally.
3: I think that's a great transition.
1: So this is um, Sex and the City Season 2, Episode 9, Old Dog, New Dicks. A great pun from the writers. And do you want me to do a quick summary?
3: I would love that. I just wanted to make – sorry. I just wanted I know this is really abrupt. I wanted to make a very quick announcement. And by announcement, I just give me a second (laughs) because I'm okay. So we have had um, to date, uh, let's see, one thousand one hundred and fifty three downloads of the Miranda's podcast since we started in September of twenty
1: twenty. That feels great! Wow, so exciting. That is I'm, so exciting. Only half are from my family,
3: so this is great. <laughs> this is- Irish Catholic family, <laughs> <laughs> which <laughs> accounts for, like, a 1,000 of them. So I, we want to thank the other 153, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> downloads. Um, no, I just thought they would bring it up because, you know, like, we're not – we're still not entirely sure who – listens but we know people do and it's enough for us to come on every week or every two weeks or release it like two days later just like really haphazard whatever we're Miranda's um no
2: you guys are so good I don't I've been telling Laura but I guess I but I don't know if she's told you I've You guys have been keeping my spirits up in some dark times, and I mean that.
3: (laughs) It feels like I'm
2: hanging out with you. I love listening every week. I'm really, like, such a nerdy fangirl.
3: That's Aww. so... Jill, that's like... That makes we, me happy. That makes me really happy, too, that we can... It's true. ...do that, because, like, if you know, we don't really know where it's... We, we know it's... Our friends are listening. We know we where it's going. Season <laughs> six. <of. laughs>
2: yeah, I but, think um, a bonus... We should make a running list of bonus episode ideas. I... Well, there There is something that came up in an earlier episode with, that you guys kind of did a deeper dive on but now. I can't remember what well,
3: it we was. Well, we did do a re... Um, a... a review of the reboot <laughs> oh right that was good Witch. that
2: was good samantha's back
3: but she no. is Wait, d- is that as as of today because i thought i saw some sort of meme with her but i didn't is she
2: actually Seriously?
1: i believe that she's back from my my dad sent me some articles <laughs> he sends me now. any sex it's city fake propaganda. news <laughs> <laughs> it's fake news dad baby like...
3: boomer fake news QAnon. <laughs> kim <laughs> control's back <laughs>
2: there was a lot of like internet activity about that right like weren't there a bunch of memes about it was a hot
1: ticket like, yeah, it, yeah yeah but um i hope sammy jones is back because I she do too.
2: is there's just such, no way
1: there's no way what are they gonna do
3: she adds so much soul and warmth she and does humor yeah i wonder if she, i'm so curious if she like is like a producer or something like i'm just wondering if she, how much of like A hand, you know, she might have had, like, they might have had to, like, kind of work with her in order to, like, get her back. Like, if she's, you know, Mm -hmm. producing or saying what she will or won't do. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'd want to be in my, like, 60s, like, showing my boobs still.
1: And she looks great.
3: She does. She looks really great. Yeah. I would love to do, like, mini, um, mini episodes of, like... Bonus stuff like that. If, if Jill, if you want to be our like bonus episode hench henchwoman.
2: Wow, that's a big. Are you sure you want to ask that? Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see reconsider. My, yeah, by the I wouldn't end. offer that right away.
1: Work on that microphone placement, and then we'll talk. Sarah, no, even like cultural
2: mm-hmm. commentary. Like, go into Joe Rogan. I want to hear your thoughts. Sure. You know.
1: So okay. Dumb. So I'm gonna really <laughs> quickly go into Joe Rogan. Okay. Really fuck t- we're doing t- it. More- torn on Joe Rogan and I there are some things I like listening to I think he brings on a lot of intelligent people and some interesting guests I think it's obviously very male focused Mm, and I don't mm. think every male space has to include women I don't think everything has to be like you know gender like have more female guests I don't think that's the audience and that's okay yeah I do think Joe Rogan really thinks that he's right all the time that- and that level of arrogance is yes. so
3: annoying yes it's for me it's the he is the lena dunham like version oh. of like for millennials which is he thinks he's like the voice of our generation like the voice of <laughs> reason <laughs> yeah. and he's simply not one great guest he's awesome guests come on but and i agree it doesn't have to be like you know a. Uh, you know, it, maybe it is a more of a male space. I mean, or or whatever. I mean, he was like what on The Man Show on Spike TV years ago. And I think that's what kind of makes me cringe about him is that like...
1: I cringed when you said as, that. Yeah.
3: is If it was a show like The Man Show, then I'd be like, yeah, you don't need to have like female guests on. But the thing is, he's coming off like he... Yeah, exactly. He's always right. He has, you know, it's it's, you know, he's a pioneer and it's groundbreaking and and But then I looked at his um, Wikipedia because I wanted to, like, look at all the guests that were on. And literally out of, like, 275 guests, there were, like, literally 40 of them were women. And, yeah. like, meanwhile, Elon Musk has been on, like, multiple times, like, just fucking smoking weed for, like, the third time in his life. And it's just, like, I don't know. <laughs> I well, don't doesn't
1: know. your D- – Dakota listens to Joe Rogan. Um, does uh, Dave, Dave, Dave listens? Listen? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's how I heard about Dave. it. That me too. Because I was like um, Joe
3: Rogan, the guy from Fear Factor and the Man Show.
2: Like they're
1: like, are you kidding me? You mean the podcast king? <laughs> <laughs> Boys,
2: I am a reformed. I, I I don't know if I'm going to admit it because I'm ashamed. But, <laughs> but I don't listened. Be ashamed. I listened. I was a faithful fan and listener for years of who's arguably worse than Joe Rogan. Adam Carolla. oh i do
3: another man show he was on
2: the man show i (laughs) loved his podcast for years
3: (laughs) (laughs) see they're all from the man show like
2: we need to take the they need to be stopped i didn't understand what i was doing wrong and (laughs) anyway
3: no 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 it's no like i i get it there's like I don't know.
2: Like... Well, this has been my own, like, healing time in terms of, like, figuring out, like, coming back from the dark side and knowing my worth.
3: And,
1: <laughs> and you know, Adam Corolla, we don't know what side he's on. You know, is he in the dark side or but figuring out your worth? Eat,
3: pray, love, Jill. Do what you got to do.
2: <laughs> I, my journey was very meandering, but
3: I think it you was know what mine. bothers me most. And I actually, like, a lot of, like... A lot of other comedians who have podcasts kind of like roast, um, like inexplicitly Joe Rogan for this, which is like th- these mer- how long the podcasts are. Like mm-hmm. I just that's where it's the arrogance is for me. Like oh, I don't yeah. have, Like I like I know people give a fuck about listening to you for th- that many hours, but like so many people don't, and like I just think I don't know. I think like programming and entertainment should be like concise and like brief and like not I don't know
2: it takes well because it's 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 like any kind of media if it's not edited then yeah you've got a lot of material but a lot of it gets lost in a lot of non-material and yeah it's just a lot to sift through
1: yeah like I mean, this I, think, podcast. I think we listen. List, yeah, i like this podcast. I'm <laughs> sell yourself oh, sure. <laughs> This is, I, I mean, I think one car ride back to Michigan, we listened to Joe Rogan for five hours. And I was like, I cannot listen to Joe Rogan anymore. I just cannot fucking listen to Joe Rogan. And then, <laughs> you know, and, and it might be that it is, it's a very male dominated space. And, and yeah. again, I'm repeating myself. I do think that's okay. Um... But not for me. I, yeah. But you know what? But sometimes I like him though. I don't yeah. know. I like no. His sometimes I, think I, I like, like what he says. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think this does bring us into this episode, which is talking about <laughs> habits, habits and partners, right? Like I'm if talking you about had...
2: douchebags,
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: like, like just guys being just clueless Jerks, right? and assholes.
1: And also yeah. genital
3: mutilation, which I'm sure has been covered on the Joe Rogan so podcast.
1: So like for... <laughs> which is that whole plot line is insane. So let me give a quick summary yes, for finally. anyone who did it. Yeah, finally. 12 minutes in, we still um, haven't to, to didn't watch the episode. This episode is all about if and how and when and if you even should change a partner and if you can change for them. So the characters kind of explore this theme in various ways. Carrie is super annoyed by some of Big's little habits, smoking a cigar, checking out women, and I truly think of them as habits. And then there's more of a personality trait in which is he's closed off and he doesn't always let her in and he's a little bit controlling with his space and his emotions. Charlotte has a very interesting um, plot line where she's dating a man who is uncircumcised and she really is not interested in it, Mm -hmm. having sex with a man who's uncircumcised and he gets a circumcision and it's a very interesting thing that happens in the end with them. And then Miranda, she is fully in love with Steve and they are... Just finding their rhythm and adapting to each other's schedules. And I really loved this plot line. I loved that one. Because he's a night owl. She's an early bird. And they just have a really, really great plot line this episode. And I think they deal with what a lot of couples deal with, which is just negotiating space and time with each other. And then finally, Samantha has just like a teeny plot line where, you know, In this episode, Samantha is saying, like, you can't change men, be flexible, whatever. And then she runs into an ex who now uh, does drag. And he completely changed for her and becomes her in drag. Samantha? Yes?
0: It's me. Brad. Brad Mikulski? Brad was a semi-professional hockey player Samantha had dated a few years back. Apparently, the only thing he was checking these days were his pants at the door. Look at you, Miss Thing. You look fabulous.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Well, so do you. Uh, when did you start? Do, do you...
0: Oh, about five years ago.
1: So I think that's the episode. Overall, I really liked it. And I'm curious what your guys' initial thoughts were on the episode.
3: I'm going um, <clears> to <throat> give it to Jill to give your gut reaction of the episode.
2: Um, I think it's very, it's a very real episode. Um, hmm. I liked it too. It's a really, it's a good episode. Um, I had a lot, I don't know. I was so torn about how I felt about Carrie. I don't know. We. Think, I don't want to go into the weeds of all the details of it yet. This was a good episode. There were a few unfortunate throwbacks to some, um, bad season one, like style choices, but, yeah. um, but overall, overall is a good episode.
1: And I think it's okay to get into the weeds of it. And I think we can talk about the first big plot line, which is Carrie and Big, right? Carrie, Big has these habits and Carrie wants to change them. They annoy her. She's frustrated by it. And I think every single female in a relationship or just any person in a relationship, but I think particularly in female, like Female male relationships, people have habits that you want to change. But a lot of you, men have yeah.
2: Do you think that the checking out women is just a habit? Because Yes. Interesting.
1: Hmm. Oh uh, okay. I don't know. Um, okay. Um I do think it's a habit because I think he was used to doing it before he was dating Carrie. I think it also is disrespectful. But I don't think it's a personality trait. Like I, I and this will lead me into my, my thought in this episode, which is like you cannot change people's personalities, but you can change bad habits. And I think men ogling other women isn't. I, I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm lost
3: okay. So I <clears throat> have mixed feelings on this one because, like, I know that it's normal. I know that I do it, um, but like. He's not discreet about it. He's literally, like you said, ogling at women.
0: This New York woman was pretty happy. I was seen big again. Unfortunately, my New York guy was still seeing other women. And, like, his his
3: head is, like, literally, like, like, turning every time he sees someone. And then at the restaurant, you know, when he wanted to smoke his cigar, which was so arrogant, like... I know it was, like, a different time where you could still kind of smoke indoors. Like, it was just changing then. But, like, he was so self-absorbed in that moment of trying to convince everyone in the restaurant that it was cool. And he was, like, flirting with people and the other women in the restaurant. Can you imagine being
2: in Carrie's position and he's, like, going around, like, thinking he's this hot shot and, like, thinking he's being so, like, charming and, ugh. That scene was was so cringy. Yeah. So cringy. But that's why I think, yes, yes, it's a habit to check out women, but it's also a habit to bite your nails. But, like, one of them, like, directly impacts your partner and and is something that you could be a little more sensitive to, you know?
1: So I'm going to say something as someone who struggles with misophonia. Biting nails is worse to me than <laughs> checking out women because the sound to me is so hard horrifying that i would rather you like i fuck a woman than ever males around me i <laughs> hate fighting and dakota will do it i'll just give him daggers I'm like the sound no but, but you're absolutely right that one is like a, a personal habit and one is like you're being disrespectful and yeah. overt and it's um i don't know
2: because it kind okay this is kind of i wouldn't think of myself giving an example like this, but it kind of goes back to a few episodes back when they were having the conversation of like, why do men itch their balls? Because they don't pay attention the way women do to like, what is socially acceptable, because they don't care. Like, they don't risk, they don't care how other people, how that they're making other people feel comfortable. No. That is they not, don't. they They go through the world without mm-hmm. having to consider how people are, are taking them in. And like, I think it's a similar. I agree. Uh, attitude.
3: I, I think know. this is a bit of a tangent, but I was just thinking the other day about just like you know sexual harassment in the workplace as you as as it were and (laughs) and um how you know i think that if you told a person particularly a man since there seems to that seems to be kind of the issue mostly with them and you know as we've been talking about in the past few years is if you were to tell someone especially like you know a businessman that if something's xyz counted on their like if their job counted on xyz then they would absolutely do what they needed to do if if not like being a creep in the workplace and hitting on people and make and sexually harassing people what your job dependent on that they should be able to follow the same exact thing like within that logic and i but i think that there yeah i think there is this Kind of, I don't know this is really off topic but I do think that, that there is this kind of like which I think what I'm seeing with big is that like I understand carries frustration he's doing things his way but doesn't even like recognize that it's his way you know mm-hmm. it's just he's just like living this you know and it's um, and doesn't
2: seem to have a second thought about how his behavior might be impacting someone else I mean as women, like, I feel like, how many times a day do you not evaluate every <laughs> single move you make and how it might have been perceived? Yes. Like, does yeah, Big the... ever does he know what that is like? like...
1: <laughs> That's such a. I'm really glad you mentioned that because that I think you said it really succinctly that. He's not aware of it because he doesn't really need to. So I think it's really frustrating as a woman to watch it because we are demanded to do that, to be so aware of ourselves, our place in a room, how we look, how we speak, how we behave, how we're perceived. And I think this, and it makes women so amazingly analytical, right? Like I, and sometimes maybe to a fault, right? You get Carrie (laughs) who's way too analytical and then also has no self-awareness, which is like the worst combination (laughs) Where, you know, Carrie kind of watches every move she does, and so she's almost performing, whereas I think Big is just authentically being himself. So there is something nice about being unguarded and not caring how you're being perceived, but the dark side of that is that then you're the asshole who thinks that he can smoke a cigar in a bar and charm his way through into, it. like, letting people do it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. My, yeah. my problem yeah. with Carrie was just the way she dealt with it. Like, oh it's God. just so middle school. Just like, Constantly having like a deeper conversation about her relationships with her girlfriends than with her partner. Right, And like, and yeah, just not not bringing it up until, you know, she's having a hissy fit that he's like late and then like just like getting in a little argument about it, which I guess, I don't know, maybe it's not fair. It's, maybe that's just how these kinds of things play out and you have to lose your temper a few times to then have the productive uh conversation that needs to happen and, and obviously it's a television show so it <laughs> would be not a lot less entertaining if it didn't happen this way but yeah but i I'll, i didn't like how she dealt with it
3: i feel well, we like, like <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god carry oh right. but i feel yeah. like i don't know just you saying that it just made me kind of like shoot to all the other relationships she's in and like she the only way that she communicates is like through outbursts you know what i mean like she Mm. there's no like sitting down and be like hey like can we like work through this it's just like her like kind of like exploding or saying something like really immature and And the
2: lead up before she explodes is just like Having these like mind games that she like yeah. tries to send these like clues out, and then is pissed <laughs> off when they don't get received, and then she explodes.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I've had what- to learn that lesson a lot in life, though. Thinking that um, men could read my mind. Oh yeah. And I think with female friends, there's. Um, when I haven't you, learned when you, that one yet. <laughs> when you communicate, there's like layers amongst the communication. So, if a friend said something to me, it wouldn't necessarily be like what she said, it'd be like how she said it, this, this, yes. this. And, so, and, and I, especially growing up in a family with a lot of women, you kind of <laughs> learn these layered parts of communication of how to like say things. But with men, it's just really not like that. And it's no. pretty straightforward and they cannot read your mind. And so, you're watching Carrie of how frustrated she is, and she just thinks that she. Does these little things or waits, and do you blame him? Do you wish he was self aware? No, but I think this is the part that you're not going to change about Big. Is that I think Big is inherently a selfish person, and I think yeah. he's arrogant, and he even says, "I thought that's what you liked about me," and I think that's yes. what she did like about him in the beginning. Yeah. And he's kind of telling you who he is, and then you get frustrated when he is that, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. And I Carrie think, made you know, a good point. Yeah. She said, "Oh, I'm sorry." No, go. finish your thought
1: no oh, I, I was just gonna go. say
2: at a certain point carrie's or maybe she did it as like her monologue um that th- i thought it was a good point when she said it's ex- you know it's the the quirks in the other person that at the beginning of a relationship are what attracts you but then when you get in deep they're exactly the things that you just hate yeah
3: yeah that's yeah that's actually oh well. Wow. That's interesting. I um, Well, this actually leads me to my Samantha Zinger. Ooh.
0: Ooh.
3: I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. I only have one this episode, but, you know, um, it's at the beginning of the episode, and, uh, you know, Carrie and Samantha are strolling and having ice cream, like, probably around some park or whatever. And, you know, Carrie is, like, remarking about how she, like, you know, thinks that she can change a man or that she can, like, make, quote-unquote, like, alterations. Um, You know, which I think is, like, kind of a cute word for change, alterations.
1: Alterations.
3: Um, But uh, Samantha says, Oh, honey, you can't change that about a man. It's part of their genetic code, like farting. (laughs) (laughs) Which
0: I
1: think is true.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, and I do like that Samantha, again, Samantha, I don't know, I think she can be very wise. And she says, honey, no man is perfect. Be careful about alterations. If you pull the wrong thread, everything falls apart. Another motif, perhaps? That was, I like that line.
1: I did like it. And I didn't like how much I liked it. <laughs> I was like, well played, Sammy Jones. <laughs> very nice.
3: Well, I was going to ask you, like, what do you think... I mean, I we know what she means by that, but like, can we, uh, you know, speaking of pulling threads, can we like unravel this one? (laughs) (laughs)
1: All right, Um,
3: do you agree?
1: Okay, so I agree with what Samantha's saying that I think, you know, you think you can about... can pull
3: you the have, wrong thread.
1: Right, like when you have a thread on a sweater, right? And mm-hmm. you pull it and you keep pulling it. So mm-hmm. I think when you try and fix habits, you end up trying to like fix more and more and you mm. get into that project mentality that women <laughs> can sometimes get into or just people <laughs> where you... Where men and people and things in your life beke- become things to be fixed. And you keep trying if only they were like this, then it'd be perfect. If only he did this, well, then I'd be happy. And that mentality is really toxic. So I do agree with Samantha in a sense that I think if you pull too much at somebody or try and change too much, it does unravel the relationship because then you're not enjoying just the person. If you're only fixated on the flaws. But I was talking with Dakota about this and we were talking about like our own things that we wanted to change within each other. When we first started dating and it was interesting to hear what he said, um, but maybe I'll get into that later. Um, what do you think, uh, Gillian and Jill, about the Samantha's quote?
3: Well, I, I'm more interested in, like, which is the wrong thread, you know? Oh. Because it's like, be careful about, about the alterations. If you pull the wrong thread, everything falls apart. But I guess <gasps> oh. for me, it's like, how okay. how do you know which one is the wrong thread? And, like, that makes me think of, like, Carrie or even myself like in my relationship like what is what can you change what can't you and like what is the guidelines for that you know like I don't know if you what do you think Jill
2: that's so interesting I was not even thinking about it that deep I was I just sort of I was sort of thinking well you know Samantha and Carrie have such different relationship goals like Carrie really wants deep connection and partnership and samantha is with men for sex and for fun and wants to keep things light and happy and so she doesn't want to have those hard conversations um so i was sort Hmm. of thinking it was just sort of her being flippant and light and not getting into the the messy stuff about about relationships
1: but i think to your point gilly with the like if we want to go down that, if we want to see the quote and her saying this as like there are certain threads you can pull and certain ones you can't. And um, so this leads into what Dakota and I were talking about. Mm -hmm. I do not think you can pull faith, um, life outlook, um, morality, values, and like deep, inherent, intrinsic things about that person. Um, Temperament. I, I really think that's really hard to change. But habits like dakota and I, like i've mentioned a couple times and he's okay with you. mentioned this was a smoker and that was just on it was a no-go for me just for my family for whatever and so that that was something that was gonna have to change and yeah. he did it and he and like there and i was okay pulling that thread because it was a non-negotiable for me but if he was like very religious i first off we wouldn't start dating and if we did get into a relationship and we were really in it I couldn't – you can't change that about somebody. Yeah. So I think, like, the core things mm-hmm. in people, don't pull that thread. Don't ask them to change. Um, I think, like, personality traits, if someone is um, indecisive or somebody is uh, anxious or ne- seeks reassurance, I don't think you can really change those things about that person. I think they might work on it themselves. And therapy. Dakota and, said yeah. – the, yeah, therapy. And I, Dakota said that that was the habit that he – was his like little annoying thing about me is that I seek reassurance a lot. And I'm like, well, I have o-. I was like, well, I have OCD and I have anxiety. That's like the whole basis of the disorder. But even when we started dating, it bothered him because I would fish for compliments a lot. Oh, my God. And like, is this good? Did I do it cooking good? Was this taste good? And he's like, by God, you asked me four fucking times. Yes, the, the pasta's good. But I... I can change that habit about myself, but I'm always going to be someone who's a little bit on edge and who needs a little bit of reassurance to like make sure things are okay. But um yeah. what what about you Gilly? What are the the big threads for you or not small threads, threads? Like oh, I think I agree. I think like
3: I think a wrong thread to pull is like religion um or, or lack thereof, like what religious views um because I think that I don't know. I just think it's kind of odd if someone is like staunchly religious and someone's, if someone's not, I think, I think it's doable, but I, but I think if the other person's ups, like upset that the other one's not religious with them, like, I, I don't know. I think, I think some of these harder things can work. Um, if people can recognize that it might, they might be doing something independently, you know, from the other person. But yeah, I do think that, um, no, I agree that there are things like, you know, big personality traits that just kind of ring throughout that person. Jill, what do you think?
2: Well, I think you have to separate the difference between like, do you, is this about like, I guess what we're talking about is like how close is the habit to just being a habit or, or are we talking about like, do you just not like the person anymore? You know, because sometimes it's just, it's about it not being a fit. It's not, they're not even things that would even come into question about whether they were able to change or not. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's cause some of the things are like, you know, if the other person struggles with that aspect of themselves, then it, part of the work of the relationship to like be supportive. And if they want to do like a certain personal work or whatever it is, but if it's just a, just seeing things with completely different eyes that I guess that's where it gets really tricky.
1: Yeah. And I, that's kind of what, what Dakota mentioned about like out, outlook, just like general outlook on life, yeah. which sounds really simple, but it's right. the difference between just like how people process the, their experience and their life and and i i think it's good when people are actually different and they can be really complimentary but sometimes i do think there is such a difference that it's just not even a thread to pull it's a it's a sweater not to put on you know it's yeah. like don't even yes that's the yeah. perfect way of saying it it's yes turtleneck. Um, yes yes <laughs> <it's, laughs> Let's keep going, guys. Speaking of
0: turtlenecks... (laughs) That's
1: beautiful, Jill. Speaking of turtlenecks, um, Charlotte's plot line is really ridiculous.
0: But just when Charlotte had become comfortable with the penis, she got a very unexpected surprise. Oh. You're... It's... Uncircumcised. Is that okay? No. Sure. Of course it is. It was not okay. The only uncut version of anything Charlotte had ever seen was the original Gone with the Wind.
1: They've they've now given her so many different types of men in sex, sexual situations, <laughs> but in this case, they give her a man who is uncircumcised, and I have a lot, a lot, a lot of thoughts about this. And um, you know, uh,
3: it's yeah. It's, there was
1: it uh, is problematic. A fair word. <laughs> Yeah, and it's really <laughs> um, like a whitewashed perspective because the majority of well, and I, I did I did want to do a fat ch- fact fact checked with yes Carrie was kind Love of it. accurate about yes. that I think it's like seventy percent of the world's men. So she said eighty five were not yeah. circumcised, and this is true. The majority of countries in South America, men, and I did like a whole Wikipedia Reddit deep dive on circumcision, obviously, mm-hmm. and the you know people who are. Um, Jewish, a lot of people in um, Muslim cultures and a lot of white people in America, they circumcise their their boys. So for Charlotte to not encounter um an uncircumcised man was believable. It really was. Yes. She's probably yes. only sleeping with a very certain type of white totally. man. Whereas when I talk to my Dominican friends, they've been with more men who were not circumcised, where they've only they're like, "Oh, I've never seen" Circumstance. Right. I was like, "What?" <laughs> right? right. And so, this was a very. Um, it kind of showed who she's sleeping with.
3: Totally. I've actually. It's so funny. Um, I've had this conversation like so many times with um before with other friends, which is, um, because like in other countries, like Dave's from Australia, and like are some of our other friends are from Australia, and it's like it's just like not done there. Yeah. I think it was actually at one point, like 30 or 40 years ago, but I think they saw it wasn't necessary given, you know, maintaining like normal hygiene and having like the resources and tools to like do that, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think I could be wrong, but it seems like people who are, I think it's like mostly like it's still going on in America for sure. I would say – because I, re- I even remember in college we would, like, talk about, like, oh, my God. Like, I, like, you know, saw, like, an uncircumcised penis. Have you ever seen an uncircumcised penis? And it's like, I don't know. Like, what is it like? And so it's You're like, like – It's
1: like an aardvark's nose.
3: <laughs> whereas, whereas you know, talking to female friends from Australia, it's the other way around, which is mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. Have you seen a- – what is a circumcised penis like? Yeah. Um, and so and I think, you know, particularly like I feel like in New York I feel like everyone, I don't know, like born there is like circumcised, but you know, now it's it's like I would say it's much more controversial. I mean, essentially what I thought was so funny about this episode is that and kind of so fucked up is that like this guy is considering that Charlotte's seeing, like, getting a genital mutilation for, like, a girl he's, like, seeing and, like, maybe exclusive with, but they haven't talked about it yet. Can you imagine like, going through that process for someone, we're not boyfriend and girlfriend, but, like, like, it could be going that way, no labels, no labels.
1: You, <laughs> you, no but- labels and no foreskin.
3: Yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. Can you imagine going through that whole process for? I don't know. I just thought that was like really like fucked up and tone deaf. But at the time, totally made sense for at the time that kind of mm. topic. What do you guys think about that whole Charlotte thing? Was he just fed up that
2: like this just kept happening to him, and yes. she just happened to be like the straw that the, broke the camel's, the camels back. back?
3: Yeah, yeah. And it's and, it, and it was really. It was really like kind of sad and like disappointing to watch how like Charlotte's character was so appalled and disgusted, and it was such a big absolute no to have yeah sex with a yeah. man who has foreskin on his penis. Yeah, that was like, a way overreaction. Like
2: and she was even so the girl at brunch. It.
1: Where, um, you know, Sam says, it's not what it looks like, it's what he can do with it. And Charlotte's like, well, I don't need one that can make its own carrying case. Like, she's so, like, just, like, uptight about it. There was so much skin, it was like a Sharpay. You've never seen an uncircumcised
0: one? I'm from Connecticut. Reminder, you're dating the guy, not the penis. Aesthetics are important to me. It's not what it looks like, it's what they can do with it.
1: Well, I don't need one that can make its own carrying case. So weird. I was thinking about this, and I always like to turn situations in Sex and the City reverse the genders. Yes, and let's say if a woman had really long, like labia lips, right? Like her, like I didn't want to say like a, a big pussy, but like like the li- labia, the labia, the, <laughs> <laughs> the menorahs hung low. <laughs> they were majorly out of yeah so and if and if a man was about to like go down or have sex with her and was like oh oh god dear like long lips like i don't know and then she's like yeah i've always been self-conscious and then she gets a labiaplasty you, what you hope is that she would find somebody who looked at her and was like fuck yeah like this is great this is what i like cuz i really think this man would have found somebody who like likes an uncircumcised penis and yes easy. easily and to me, I do think, you know, the appearance of sexual organs is part of overall physical attraction. We've talked about yes. this with penis size. We've we've gone over this. It's okay to have preferences. Um,
3: but, but it gets really to,
1: tricky. But Are also, also to know. Up?
3: Well, I was going to say to know where those preferences were groomed from is really important as well. Because oh, a lot of it. Good point. A lot of it is media and and pornography and, like, how things should look and how they're supposed to be. And we, like, have literally so much limited sexual, like, health here that, like, I didn't even know until we took that women's studies class in college that, like, other people's labias, like, looked different from mine. I know. I had no idea. And I remember, it like... all was the same. I thought it was all the same. And visually, I was, like, really taken aback. And I... I still Um, am i still am and i powered through those slides of just different kinds of labia now (laughs) and it was shocking and i realized like oh my god there are expectations even around that like there's just so much and so um yeah i just think that yeah roles reversed i mean it's still wrong for someone i think there are people who have preferences on what labia should look like and i think there is the same kind of like shame or whatever um around like and it's just like really strange to me because i mean i don't know at the end of the day like it's not like i know sex is like very like animalistic so like why do you want it to be, like, a perfectly groomed talk show down there? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if – I don't even know what I'm saying, but, like – I know what you're saying. It's, like, it It doesn't have – like,
0: it's I so animalistic.
3: Why does everything have to be so fucking marketable all the time, you know? Maybe, yeah, like <laughs> – Yeah. Or commercial or – what were we going to say, Jill?
2: Oh, she – I just – it was just – she was just shocked about it. It was just, like, it was just different, you know? <laughs> it was just, like, not what she was expecting, <laughs> yeah, I I had never thought about it though in terms of like overall, like the overall package of like of attraction because I because that made me think I'm like I'll admit like I've been on a lot of Tinder dates and like I, I can like I'll I'll like you know I, if I'm like attracted to like hands for example I'll like oh, look yeah. over at their hands and I'll be like oh shoot. Like oh my god totally damn it like I wish he had yeah, I, her hands <laughs> you I know
1: 100% and that's not fair either but no, you but, know but we but we that's
2: all what do we it do we yeah do it. and
1: D- Dakota's big thing was teeth he really doesn't like bad teeth I and have so bad and, teeth. I, and here I am with my like eight years of braces like we're re- <laughs> ready for him <laughs> you know um, but but I, I, I it's interesting Jill that you said about the hand because why I think if you do regardless of what your opinion, where your opinions formed, whether that's from lack of you know awareness or you know being shown porn with only one type of genitals, you know, <laughs> your attraction is your attraction. and i and I don't think Charlotte, it's her job to be like power through that and have sex with him or do it out of pity, whatever yeah but i do think if you are overall really attracted to someone and for women it's not just the physical there's that thing yeah. that just like draws you to someone yeah like kind of not as great of hands and maybe not of a great yeah. of a penis usually won't stop you from being with that person definitely not yeah i do think men though are harder on women with physical things see yeah. i think
3: they would disagree though yeah, i mean maybe. not i mean and not, even yeah. even me
1: saying that i don't even know if i agree with that
3: yeah i'm not sure i, I think and I, so i this is such a tangent but i remember Do listening it. to I comedy comedy bang bang with scott a- alkerman and i think he's so fucking annoying to be honest but i like the guests that come on but i remember like there was some guests that came on and i think it was a woman a female comedian um female comedian and <laughs> and i remember like uh he said some sort of comment like oh like about looks and she he was saying like oh yeah like men have it way worse than women and she's like um i don't know about that <laughs> uh and and she's and he's like no 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 like really like you think women have it harder with looks and and she was like yeah He's like, no, 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 men have it way harder. And so I think that like, mm. I mean, I think it goes all around. I think it's like every, it's hard for everyone. These yeah. like kind of like made up standards that were made. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. That was just like something that was kind of like on my mind just now. But um, I was, I think, I I was also thinking
2: that. that like, I also like part of me was like, honestly, I was thinking like, okay. Some penises are better than others, but they're all pretty weird-looking. So, like, what's the big deal, like, if one is, like, weird in a different way? 100%.
3: That's that's so That That reminds me, Sarah, you got to do the impression of Dwight.
1: Where he's like, he's like, alien, (laughs) <laughs> Where he's got the, the, the alien coming out. Um, I lo- oh, God, I love that episode. No, but yeah. it's true. I don't think, like... And Samantha seems to, like, salivate over penises. And, like, I don't know I, know. I know, And I don't know a lot of women who do. Like, sure, like, it's nice. And, like, there's, there's a level of, like, oh, yeah, that's great. But it's still an appendage that hangs from a body <laughs> loosely and hard else, Sometimes it changes it's weird okay? it's like, very it's... weird <laughs> <laughs> and most people
3: most women who do like talk about it like in a positive light will say it's perfect which i think goes to show that there's a lot of weird ones out there
1: well it's, <laughs> saying it's perfect is more of like Gilly, you know I got to do it. I'm going to plug Reddit normal nudes. If If you follow the podcast, I'm a big proponent of people joining normal nudes to look at what normal average bodies look like. Because you'll either feel really fucking great about yourself and or you will just be amazed at what, you know, God has created on this planet or whatever or, or whatever you know, you know, I don't know what multicell organism we came from. It's like there is a variety out there of penises and bodies and labia and. You know, I do think there is somebody for everybody. And I yeah. wish that he, this guy, had not gotten circumcised. I wish that he had just. I know. Although like I felt of...
2: a lot less sorry for him, like, at their, like by the way that it all ended.
1: Yeah. yeah. Wait, let me pull... I have to pull that quote up because it was just too <laughs> absurd. Yeah, I didn't care at all. <laughs> okay, wait. He was this... really
2: proud of himself.
1: His quote at the end is so amazing. Um where he's like, I feel like I should go out and share it. And she's like, you want to share your penis? <laughs> and, and then um, Mar- uh, Carrie's voiceover is, you could take the Sharpe out of the penis, but you couldn't take the dog out of the man. <laughs> 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 That's
3: actually really good.
0: <laughs> I mean, I feel like I owe it to myself to take the doggie out for a walk around the block. You know? Charlotte never saw Mike again. She realized you could take the Sharpe out of the penis, but she could never take the dog out of the man.
1: <laughs> there is some witty, witty, some good writing in this episode. <laughs> um, okay, we're, we've are we been talking for so long and we have not gotten to Miranda's plotline. It's
3: fine. Let's keep going. Okay. Um, okay so I le-
1: love this plotline.
3: Miranda like and it. Steve, let's do this. Um, I just like, I'm starting to realize, like I, when I was younger, I was like, oh, Steve, like, hmm. Even when I was younger, I was like, oh, they gave her, like, the weird guy with the glasses. But now I'm like, Steve. <laughs> Steve, I love you. <laughs> what I loved about this plot line is, again, we're Miranda's. It was like, I 100% have been her, like, which is like, especially when I lived in New York, which is being super A-type about your schedule like mondays i did guitar on tuesdays i went to new york sports club on wednesdays i did this drawing thing and then thursday i was back at new york sports club and like nothing could fuck that up you know what i mean and um and saturdays i left open for me and so i 100% get and then she's the lawyer on top of this so i loved that you know super like a type type of Thing that was um happening between her and steve but really what i thought was um really great about it was he was trying to show her just through his actions that he was willing to like mold like kind of like mold himself and like quote unquote make make alterations as carrie would say in order to like spend quality time with her what do you guys think about that
1: Loved this plot line and I actually thought of you when she was like, Well, I've got to do my dry cleaning and then spin because you know Gilly is go, 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 and you have your schedule and you like to plan things, and so I really when I watched this, I thought of you. But I do love when she kind of gave in and was like, All right, an hour and a half, like tops, you know, when they get to cuddle and it was so nice. And you do see Miranda change in this episode for the good, right? She gave up her habit of needing to kind of have things be a certain way so she could get the things she really wanted. And she really wants companionship. She really wants intimacy, Intimacy, but she, like a lot of women who are really independent, it's hard to fit that in because you do have to let some things go, particularly when you live with somebody. And I know they're not living with each other yet, but they're, you know, when you're negotiating schedules, there's a level of compromise that has to happen. Yes. And she's probably someone who's not used to doing that. So I, I did like this episode and I really, really loved the the scene. It was super funny when he comes over and he's really tired and she's like, <clears throat> I'll get the wine. And it's like 2am and then she like goes in, this is, we got to put this on the Instagram. It's such a great clip. She has this like, Fancy nightgown on it has the wine, and then she's like, <gasps> and he's asleep. And then she kind of has a carry moment where she's so frustrated and she freaks out. And we've all had that with a man where we you're like, I'm trying, and you're not meeting me where I'm at. But uh, yeah, I thought this was such a relatable plotline. I really liked it. I had a window, and it happened half an hour ago.
2: You had a window for sex.
1: I'm sorry, I'm a lawyer. I get tired.
2: Yeah, well, I'm a bartender, and I get awfully tired of dealing with other people's neuroses. When you get, a get, you know, a picture window or a whole doorway at time, call me.
3: Well, I, lo- I loved when, um, <laughs> well, she was saying, like, you know what, like, I think you should, like, go, like, to your own place and, like, spend the night. And he was like, wait, what? Like, I, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And she was saying, well, you know, like I was really like tried to like, you know, caffeinated and to like stay up and like, you know, stay awake so we can have sex. And I love that Steve is like, we could still have sex. She was like, no, my window
1: is closed.
3: Yeah. (laughs) That was funny.
2: Um, I didn't. Now that I think about it, though, I didn't. I saw her evolve and 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 we saw the sort of beauty and like Miranda softening a little bit and like letting herself enjoy this and Mm -hmm. whatever but I don't know I I hope did you do you think that Steve like understood her side of it or he just thinks that she was having a little tantrum and like do, do you think he understands it
3: what do you think Sarah
1: it's a really good question because <laughs> I did say when she kind of had that little tantrum, I wrote, I think Steve should have been more patient.
0: <laughs> like I, I,
1: there was a part where I was like, she's frustrated and you're coming. Like if someone were to wake me up when I have work in the morning at 2 a.m. and you're, you've are you had five cups of coffee been waiting and then they sleep, I'd be frustrated too. So I don't yeah. know if we got to see um, Steve's evolvement or his awareness, but the fact that he called her to look at the moon was very cinematic Ugh. and very sweet. Love they had that. this moment yeah. last episode with the kiss in the rain. This is unrelated, but I do wish we have we could see more of their courtship. I Ugh. wish they could focus more on the Miranda and Steve because I love yeah. the beginning phase of relationship. Yes. And I wish I saw that. Now look up. Oh my god. It's amazing,
2: isn't it? It's like a blue moon.
0: It's really rare. Just wanted you to see it. It was right then that Miranda finally slowed down and gave in to Steve. Come over when you're done, okay?
1: Yeah. Like it was, they seemed kind of.
0: You are so
3: right. It's like yeah. s- speaking of moons, it is such a honeymoon phase, and like a honeymoon <laughs> phase that maybe we only see with Charlotte and um, Harry. I can think of I can't think of really any other characters where there's like a good honeymoon we phase. We got a little
2: bit we got like a half episode honeymoon phase when like Big was like singing in the Italian restaurant. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which if we wanna remember that. But um Yeah. I, no, I, I was gonna honeymoon. say I actually I thought Charlotte was right when they when when Miranda was complaining that she didn't get to go to spinning and and then <laughs> Carrie was like I was like yeah she's right like why do why is it always women who have to change true and and which is true but i i i kind of think charlotte had a point she was like because women are more
3: adaptable and they are i feel like like well, that's what saying, we're that's what we're told right I, like you know you're right you're right it's because we've been like made to be adaptable we've been told to be adaptable we've been told To like, oh, you can't change them, yada, yada, yada. They're stubborn, whatever, whatever. I don't agree. I mean, of of course you can't change, change anyone. But I think if we're just going to sit around and just let these like freaking, what is it? uh, Just like preconceived ideas, like self-fulfilling prophecies that like, oh, they're not going to change. Then X, Y, Z. No, fuck this. I'm going to like. You're right. I am. I going thought you to were like, gonna
2: say what are we? I thought you were gonna say like call them like Neanderthals or something. Well, Was sure it-
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> hasn't been a first, but it's really like no. I'm gonna like put my fucking foot down. I, I'm. I guess you're.
2: Yeah, you're finding me in a, a cynical moment of like, you know what? If we want to be with a man, like they just are awful sometimes. <laughs> okay. But that's where I'm coming from right now. But. um
0: I get that. I yeah,
2: felt that. no, no, you're right. It shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way. But it's what I find more often than not is like women do look at the details yeah. and men yes. don't. And, you know, it's the same thing of like big being completely unaware of like how his behavior was affecting other people like women are adaptable because they notice like where adaptations need adaptations need to happen and yeah and no no and it's not fair
3: it's so not fair but i don't know what are we supposed to do and how he was trying to get everyone everyone in the restaurant who like in the scene it depicts only like women for them to change Mm -hmm. just For him, one person to smoke a nasty ass cigar. And also, who says that they were
2: charmed by him? They were probably just like eye rolling this guy who was interrupting their night, you know? But he just bulldozered over the whole moment because he doesn't notice that he's not the center of
3: attention. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanna shoot to the end. Are we ready for the end? Yeah. (laughs) So the so the end of the episode made me giggle (laughs) because um Basically, like, you know, I think – I don't know exactly what happens, but, like, Carrie decides to kind of just, like, ignore Big a little bit, right, would you say? Is that what happened? She kind of was, like, ignoring him. And he um shows up to her apartment. Like, he's done before. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he comes over, <laughs> and he has this whole speech. Um, Sarah, do you want to say what the speech is? I mean,
1: he – First off, he has, like, a shiner on his face because she hit him. <laughs> oh, and... God, that was
3: ridiculous. <laughs>
1: ah! Damn oh, it! Huh?
0: Oh, 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 Carrie?
1: Oh,
0: are you all right?
1: No!
2: Oh, what the
0: fuck? Oh, my God. Oh, oh, what the hell was that? You knocked me out of bed. You didn't even know I was here. Well, I do now. Why don't you break my arm the next time?
1: I'm sorry. Jesus! That was so ridiculous. He comes over. He's dressed in black, and he he has this speech <laughs> saying, like, you know, about the key. I've given out so many keys, and you, you never get them back. So he's trying to express something like, I've given a lot of keys. It's a big deal. Like, don't rush me. Um, it's also says, a
3: motif for like being like open, intimate and like
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then he talks about uh, you know just. Again, it's one of these conversations they have where he's saying, like, I have an issue letting people in. Like, I have some control issues. But you can see he's trying, right? Like, he yeah. shows up, he's trying, and then he says, like, "In the oranges. I don't like the oranges. They make my my sheets stink. And then she's like, well, you know, we got to compromise. And he's like, well, I think it will take all night. So you can see he's trying, right? You do, But he also – see... no, I what, also thought it
3: was funny because he did sound, like, really selfish, but he was trying to get to a point where he was saying, like – and like i like going over to my apartment and you know i like being in the middle of the bed because it's my bed but which i thought was like so stupid but at the same time he was saying you know i like all these things but i want you to be in my bed and i want to like yeah you know i don't want you to feel that way um in his weird way cuz they don't both don't know how to be like direct with their communication <laughs> but what made me like <laughs> it was that made me laugh was when you know he starts saying trying to point out carrie's quirks that he doesn't like which is that she eats oranges in the bed and she peels them and he really doesn't like that because it makes you know as you said makes the sheet sticky <laughs> and i just like the reaction on carrie's face which again makes sarah Jessica barker such a good actress is you could tell that Carrie was so thrilled that there was something that, didn't, <laughs> that he didn't like. Like, she was just getting off of it. You can just tell on her face that she felt like she had the upper hand.
1: But also thrilled that it wasn't something about her personally. <laughs> but it was like a cute flaw. It was a cute, I like oranges and they stink. You know, it wasn't like, you're a psychotic bitch who needs way too much help. You know, like it was like a cute thing. And she's like, she's like, (laughs) and you you could just read
3: on her face that she's like, oh, there's stuff that he doesn't that he thinks is annoying about me. It's not just like me. It's like,
0: I hate that you eat oranges in my bed. You do? (sighs) They're sticky and they make the sheets stink. That's it? I like my sheets. What are you going to give me for the oranges? A negotiation. Yep. Well, this could take a while. It could. Wow. And you could tell, like, this is
3: for the first time where she thinks she has the upper hand. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then yeah. she says, that time, for the first time, Big spent, like, like time at yeah. that place.
1: I was like, dude, and this it, is the second time you're dating? <laughs> and he's not slept <laughs> over? <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. I mean, it's like, come on. Like, like Steve have- has come over so many times, and you've apparently dated Big for like over a year. Well, I think Steve lives
1: in like a shoebox. <laughs> <I think, laughs> Fair enough. I think Steve is like and Miranda's is, cable, and Miranda's cable, and like you know separate ESB dining. Young. So, but the, the 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 key the the talking <laughs> about the keys was a really cute oh. moment for my own self-reflection because I do remember when Dakota and I exchanged keys and I don't think it was a big deal. It was more, a lot of the times it's not like what you see in the movies where it's like a key, right? I think in The Office, you know, Dwight and Angela, oh, the key. Where usually it's just out of necessity. Like, oh, I need a key and then it ends up like happening. Mm -hmm. I'm just so shocked that big wouldn't give her one and he would have her wait in the lobby. And it's one of those elements of control that he has where you are kind of seeing through Carrie's perspective and just how women, how men can kind of keep people at a distance. Um,
3: Well, also it was like, well, like I thought it was so rude. He, she was saying like, I hate waiting. And he's like, uh, you could have waited at the coffee shop next door. And I was like, that is worse. Yeah. (laughs)
1: If some that guy is a said, you can wait at the Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay, like, can you just let me into your apartment? I love Dunkin', but not that much. <laughs> But, oh, God. But, okay, so what are we, fashion of this episode, what do we think?
0: Oh, my God, she's fashion
3: roadkill. Honestly, nothing sticks out to me this episode. No.
1: I'm going to just give Miranda like a gold star for trying with that like light pink
3: and red lingerie set
1: because I really think she was trying I think that's her idea of what Steve would find sexy and it just looked
3: Steve. Dowdy. It looked dowdy. It looked dowdy. Yeah,
2: it did. It's um, like Eileen Fisher lingerie. It was.
3: it was. It was building up to the moment, which is our freaking thumbnail for our podcast, where she's like wearing oh, the yes. kimono.
1: Oh <laughs> she shows her nipple. She the name across the street. The lady loves a loose silk. yes she does she wore that blue one too um otherwise sarah jessica parker had some like cute she always has like a cute little sparkly thing and even though i liked her dress
2: in the first in the beginning oh yes 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 Yes, that's
1: that you know what Dolce gabbana i thought of that because of um the bridesmaid floral dresses Ah, i was like that dress i want that Like carolina
3: herrera looking yeah super floral that was really pretty Yeah. yeah
1: all right what are we rating this episode
0: I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. Jill,
1: you have the honors. You have
0: the honors. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I
2: hadn't thought about it, honestly. Um, Is it a cop-out to give it a three? No. No. Because no. it, it was very strong. I'll give, it, I'll give it a three and a half.
1: I was going with 3.52.
3: I was going with three point five as well ding 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 ding
1: that's the first time we've ever all had the same um, I, I, you
3: know what it is? I almost gave it a four, but then my brain was like, "Wait a minute and my my brain gave it a four because it knows that we're getting closer to better episodes, but and- like if- They had that
2: awful moment when they, like, what I was saying before, of, like, bad season one stuff where they went and interviewed random people and had corny music in the background. That just knocked it down. I think
1: that dies out in season two. I could be wrong. Um, But that, yeah, I'm curious. I would love to, like, read about that. Thank God she's not talking to the camera anymore. At least they stopped that because that was terrible, breaking of the fourth wall. Um, but, yeah, I'm so glad, Jill, you got to come on this episode. This Thank great. you so much for having me. This is so Thanks fun.
2: Thanks for coming,
1: Jill. All right. So, wait. Um, next week we have Season 2, Episode 10. And if my memory serves me right, it is called The Cast System. Oh. And this is um, a little bit sad. This is kind of a sadder episode. And... Uh, Yeah, this is actually a really, really, really interesting one with Miranda and and Steve. And it makes me forget that their relationship lasted, like, so little time. I know. It's very heartbreaking. So Mm -hmm. this is a a kind of a sad Miranda episode, but um, Season 2, Episode 10 next week. So we'll see you later,
2: Forskins. Love you, Mirandas.
1: We'll see you guys next week.
3: Bye.